welcome to the Cat Nips Podcast. It's your girl Lexi and my co-host Sid Rain. Hey y'all. And if you like trap colloquialism, yeah, hope, old school wisdom, <laughs> and narcissistic advice, which could be bad or good, then this is the podcast for you. We talking hella shit and I'm just being generous. So get the business on how to mind yours personally and professionally. We are reimagining the cat lady in 2018. This nigga gonna ask me, am I meowing outside his house? Who the fuck else is meowing outside? (laughs) 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 We're back. What the fuck is up? It's Sydney and Lexi. If you have made made it it to this stage, stage. congratulations, Congratulations. you are officially officially a cunt, cunt. and And I am grateful grateful to have you here here with with the rest of us, us. so please please get get comfortable. comfortable. Is this like always going to be the cunt meeting? I think so. (laughs) All right, back to our cunt quarters lair. We are starting our third episode um, with our P word of the day. Our P word is power, money, power, respect. No one man should have all that power. How do you own your power and identify with it? How do you share your power, whether it's you're speaking up for, for yourself or if you're speaking up for others? How do you manage your power? Lexi, what do you think about that? Power is incredible. Let me just start off with that. And I think each person has like their own kinetic energy that makes them powerful, that makes them talented and gifted and and unique, right? But it's all in how you manage it. So I had an interesting conversation today about power, right? Because I love having like these really open um, and vulnerable conversations with my clients about philosophy or you know whatever whatever the vibe is right and so today the conversation was about sharing your power with others without disabling them right and i think when people come into awareness of their power it's their responsibility to allow the next person to come within their own So what I mean by that is, if you know you a bad bitch, you don't have to save everybody else around you. Burn the cake, because you're gonna burn out your power overextending it while you disabled other people from learning about their own power. And you find your power by going through failures, by making mistakes, by having hardships, by tragedies, by by whatever, by your ability to maneuver through the adversity. So, We were just kind of just speaking to that power and that mental discipline and that emotional awareness of having your own power and being yourself and being unapologetically yourself. And so you gotta, you gotta definitely manifest it within yourself. And if you really love the people around you, you have to allow them to manifest it within themselves as well. And that way it's not artificial. And that way you don't become a crutch because a lot of us have made ourselves like the hero, martyr, crutch for our family circle or our friend circle or our job circle where you're so powerful that you don't allow the other people around you to shine as brightly as they can because you're constantly force feeding them or breastfeeding them everything that they need. And it's like, yo, let them, stop letting them suckle at your teeth and like, you know, go do some bad shit on their own and see what they can produce when they're independent of you um, just spilling forth your own power. So it was it was a really insightful conversation. And I hope that there was a nugget in there for like our listeners right now because that was definitely a lesson that I had to learn. And like just letting people fuck up, fuck up their own way and loving them through that and be like, no, I support your decision, whatever that is. So if this is gonna be like a total nosedive bomb failure, all right, let me pack a parachute, you know, I'm gonna go down with you. Um, because you need to follow this through. So my support and my discipline with myself is allowing people to live their best lives without me tapping them on their shoulder and saying like, oh, this is the key, this is the move, this to that, this to this, you know, and letting them really figure it out on their own. So. That's a really great skill. And it's kind of hard to see that. Like if you're 
in your friend group and your friend comes to you for advice and you're like, oh, they always come to me and I'm trying to help them and I just have to let them go. But, you know, the other it's either that or you're sacrificing yourself. You're just like you said, you are giving out all of your energy so that the people around you don't drown. And that's not self-love like this. It's not self-care to do that because you can't take care of yourself if you are expending all of your extra energy time concern for somebody else and like you got shit you going through that you need to check about in with yourself you know mm -hmm. like you have to make sure that you are on the best of your game so that you can help your friends rise to theirs and you rise you help them rise by exactly you know, example you know giving them you know helping them giving them your advice and if they don't take it they don't they're not receiving your example then like you know like Lexi said, they have they fall, they have to do their own fall. And then they learn from that. It's a great experience. Absolutely. Anytime you continuously give somebody advice about the same thing and they don't follow it, they become an asshole. A hole of asking the same fucking questions and going over the same scenario. Like if they refuse to stand up, and this isn't about anybody in particular, like there's no shade or nothing, but it's like you just gotta let people grow up. Like you can't clutch them, you know? And you can't always just say like, yo, like this is what you gotta do A through Z because everybody's learning style is different. And you disable them from fully, fully enjoying and learning their own personal learning style by always giving them a cheap hope. Right, and don't you want your friend to be independent? Like, don't you want them to like, you know, level up? Yeah, you got to, that's real friendship. I mean, but you know, as people develop, you know, as we learn and we love and we live and we conquer and we fail, we'll figure out the ebb and flow, you know? So don't put any like pressure on yourself to develop your power or to continue to share your power or anything in particular. The only thing you have to do is keep living, you know, and everything else to make yourself plain. But it's like, Give yourself permission to not have all the answers. It's power within that. It's power within, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> it's power in that. You know, relieve yourself of the duty of always having to have the right answer. And like, be on top of shit. And, you know, let some shit fuck up. Girl, right, exactly. It's a, it's a learning experience and nothing else will teach you. No advice is going to be better than experience. <laughs> nothing ever. And that's a great power to understand, really, um, that really, like, everything you need is within you already. Everything you need is within you. The God you seek is inside you. Right the, right the fuck now. You just got to sit still and, you know, just put it together. And that may take time. It may take some years, some time, some whatever. But manifestation is manifestation. When it happens, it happens, you know? The bamboo tree is a perfect example of manifestation, right? Because compared to other trees and their typical growth rate above the ground, it happens at such early stages. But the bamboo spends the majority of its development stage up underground so it never looks like anything is happening for a long while right and then one day you look out and it's a fucking stalk like a mile and a half long i'm exaggerating but probably mildly but it's like some stuff is happening up under the surface some stuff is happening on and is on happening on the surface it's just how you manage it you know and it's just everybody's journey is going to be different so sometimes you're going to be a bamboo and your blessing and your power your power move is going to happen at 30 40 50. Some people gonna be child prodigies. Nobody's story is gonna be the same. So stop comparing yourself. Your power is in your individuality. You know, so embrace it. You know what? My stripper song of the week is Cardi B. Knock me down nine times, but I get up ten. Um, yes, I just love a good. So, um, yeah, I just love a good, like, you know, hustle, hustle song. And then, like, with Cardi. And um, I just remember, like, being in Miami with my cousins. 
and um our favorite line was you know i used to dance i used to dance not fuck don't get it confused so it was just um i don't know why but that was just our favorite part um you know no correlation at all just no correlation but anyways um we really enjoyed the song and i really enjoyed it and it's just such a good a good get money song um to remind you to keep hustling a hustle hard motivation um you know keep 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 pushing forward lexi what's your get get money bunny song so i'm still i'm still riding the astro world my travel i'm definitely still definitely still having a good time with that so it's either i don't want to wake up featuring i don't know if this is the name of the song either i don't want to wake up featuring the weekend or if it's carousel featuring frank ocean or i'm absolutely certain that it's still astro world and sicko mode it's sicko mode just gives me this incredible three-tiered vibe you know what i mean like you start off like oh, okay here come drake they got the drake intro and then it's a whole nother song and it's still a whole nother song but it's still a song and it's just like you can get five different types of twerks in that 20 minute song and get your whole life that's like that's like one of them shanti workout situations like I was in DC not too long ago, just at art museums, getting my self-care on. And I was listening to Sicko Mode the whole time. And I literally had to be like, Lexi, this is not the place for you to start twerking. Wait till you leave the art museum. (laughs) Wait till you leave the Smithsonian to twerk. Like that was a real conversation for me. So I'm definitely still, I'm still definitely in my Sicko Mode stripper song. So that's where I'm at right now. Yes, there's so much good music coming out, but that's a good ass album. And I always think of you in that song because you was like, <laughs> you just kept saying it's the same song, and it is. And every every different beat is lit on that. Like it started off with Drake, that like smooth little thing, and then it just the beat just intensifies. This shit way too formal. You know, I don't follow suit. Like, oh my god, that line just resonates with me. This shit way too formal. Like, y'all way too formal for me. Y'all way too stuck uppity, etiquette Put your, the fork, you, you use the right fork on the outside. Y'all way too uptight for me. Y'all know I don't follow suit. You know I do something different. And so I just love that Travis acknowledged that. In ancient Egypt, the goddess Bastet was depicted as a woman with the head of a cat. She was the goddess of cats' protection and love. So I feel like some people don't really understand. Like when I say we're reimagining the cat lady in 2018, I don't think they know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anybody who knows me or Lexi or any other, any anybody in our catnips or any other cat person, like cat people are independent. They're to themselves. They're very, they're very about them. You know, just like, just like cats. Like, you know, we kind of like take this on, but um, the cat lady is not this old, shriveled up, being in the house. I have 18 cats. We all lick each other and clean each other. Um, my bills don't get paid because the cat didn't mail the bill money. Like, it's nothing like that. It's just, you know, like, cool as fuck people who happen to not want a fucking dog because I want an animal who's self-sufficient because I'm self-sufficient. You know, they see what they like. They see in themselves what they see in a pet. And I'm not shading dogs because dogs are cool. Like my mom got a dog and I like seeing a dog and she'd be so happy to see me. You know, it's all sweet, whatever. Um, But my cat is she's the shit like and I think that's fair for us to take a moment to just redefine the culture. I'm a cat lady because I have too much other shit to do other than manage and supervise an animal or like a dependent, right? I love that I can wake up and go about my business uninterrupted and my cat is like going about his business uninterrupted. It's like a weird roommate situation, you know what I mean? 
Like, okay, so cats are top choice for intellects because cats cats really are like sophisticated, smart animals. Like, whether we're talking about lions and tigers or ligers, because that's a real fucking Hello. thing. Or like house cats or all of the different variations. Like, they all show and demonstrate really um, progressive mental use, right? And cats come smart off rip. So you can get a kitten, you can get an old cat, any age cat you get. Like, as soon as you get it, they know how to use the litter box. Unless you got, like, a belligerent, feral cunt cat that, like, wants to not be there. So they're going to ruin the whole experience. But, like, typically you show them the, the litter box and it's like, all right, cool. Like, where I'm supposed to sleep. And then the cat basically decides the whole house. They manage their food, they manage their water, they manage their own diets. I can leave out enough cat food for like several days and my cats will balance will balance their own meals and not overeat like dogs will and stuff like that. Like I never have to walk them. It's easy, to, it's really much more easy than you think to give them baths. I've had a kitty cat for a few years now and I've totally loved it. I can travel and I have to get kennels and stuff like that. And when you don't have like a really hood trashy cat, it's easy to convince other people to enjoy cats. Using my friends and my, like my homies and stuff be like, I don't like cats, I just like your cat. And I do, my cat's Instagram like following is like way stronger than mine is, but. <laughs> But like the kitty cat, yeah, Minion, Minion used to like be on everybody's Instagram page when I first got him. Cause he, like, I really brought like a new energy to like my commute, to my people. Like people were like, I've never played with a cat for real. Like, I, and I hadn't either. Like I wasn't looking for a cat. This was like a random thing. So, you know, it was fun like seeing them and playing with them and learning about them and things like that. And you know, I'm just making other people aware that like cats are really chill, fun animals that just that just want to be loved when they want to be loved and just want your attention when they want your attention, you know. And you know, prefer to be worshipped. And like, you know, really other simple everyday things, all of the stuff that we want as people. Exactly. What do you think? Sid? Like I yeah, you're totally right. And people are always like, oh, why just like your cat and it's like well the majority of cats are actually <laughs> like this um but they're just they're so easy they tell you what they want they fuck with you when they want to fuck with you and they don't when they don't and it's that simple right i feel like i like that's my personality right when i want to be bothered i'm totally like yeah let's go do it and then if 30 seconds later I change my mind, it's very visible on my face. And I, I usually, I'm notorious for walking away mid conversation. Like, <laughs> mm, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. This is boring. So let's say you just wanted to walk up to somebody and just like sniff their cologne <laughs> and like Wait. rub your torso against their leg and just walk off. like. They should be okay with that. Or like you wanna come and lay across somebody's desk because you want their attention. I feel like you should be able to do that. Right, and making your mark, right? Like you see your boo, it's yours. Yeah. You just raise that leg and <laughs> Wait, oh, that's that's what it says, don't do, sorry. It says don't do that, sorry. <laughs> nah, these niggas out here thinking they LeBron, well I'm R. Kelly, okay? <laughs> I'm going to continue. <laughs> oh my god when i sing minion sings with me i think that is the most entertaining thing in the world is to see a cat sing along with you because cats literally can only give you variations of the phrase meow so all you meow <laughs> My little nigga be hitting them runs. He be doing the high notes. Me be hitting it with the falsetto. Like he is the most, the most perfect backup singer. I promise. Oh, I love Minya. One thing, like when I get in the shower, mischief. She would be so concerned. Like she would run to the shower and she'd be like, Mower! and I was like, what? Like, and and I was always wondering if she wanted to get in with me. And then I googled it. She thought I needed her help. Oh, so 
we say all of this to be more cat-like because it really does, it caters to you and it's to your advantage and it's just putting your needs and your wants first, which is a great segue into our self-care, uh, which is reclaiming your power. It's all about your power and you can reclaim your power through body positivity. Women are the strongest people on earth. I mean... Our bodies alone are made to do so many different things and they're designed in so many different unique ways and I think it is about time that we celebrate that. Yeah, that's real. Because, yeah, everybody's going to have a different body type. You know what I mean? And society is always going to be picking and choosing on who should look like what and girls and this, that, and the third. But like Rihanna said, if you can't love me at my 2008 Gucci man, you don't get to love me at my 2018 Gucci man. And that, that's a real thing. Like, I think Rihanna is always like, like, she's such a champion. Like, she's such a, like, a goddess pussycat. Like, because she definitely made it professionally acceptable, culturally acceptable, socially acceptable to be your fucking self. And like the way she displays body positivity and like adventure with herself throughout her career is just like, like we needed her. Like we definitely did. We were definitely like cookie cuttering it up. And then she came through and was like, y'all got a blood? And okay, I'm gonna do some music now. You know, like she was awesome. So what has she been up to lately, said? So Rihanna has been up to fucking everything. Like she's always up to everything. To be honest, like where what what isn't she doing? But I mean, she just had her fashion show in New York, and obviously, like she closed out New York Fashion Week um, because it's motherfucking Rihanna. You know, like who else could re truly rival? You know, like it like. Yes, hold on one time. Let's both do it. You clap all me out. Girl, I don't know what kind of pixie dust, mushroom, fairy yoga lingerie show she envisioned in her soul, but I'm glad that Rihanna made sure that every woman on that stage looked amazing. Like, Rihanna has this future Erica Badu mystic intergalactic fairy pussy type personality where it's like girls was having babies at your show you know what I mean like most women is trying to get out six to eight weeks before they have their baby and this woman was like I'm going to be your model until this baby comes out like until the last second you know what I mean and so I just I love her commitment to inclusivity and into body positivity and to um, acceptance and just really respecting people from who they are and where their cultures are. And like she's just, she's been a dope spirit for a very, very, very long time. I think it was whack um, how Marc Jacobs. So what happened? Like, typically he closes it, right? Well, what happened? Right, right. No, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Typically he closes it. Um, and he was having a, a bitch fit, Mark Jacobs, and he decided to uh, basically start his show an hour and a half later so that it could, well, Twitter is, is all convinced that he did it. He did this intentionally so that it would fuck up Rihanna's show. And what it basically did is it made people choose. So they chose fucking Rihanna. Like who, like, like what? Like, I mean, come on. Like, I mean, it would, it would like, there was no other, there was no other choice. Um, and he decided to play himself, but that's what happens when you do dirty. Like when you try to sabotage people, it backfires. That's why you put positive energy out. You put negative energy out and that's what the fuck you get. What you think about that? Mark Jacobs runway show went from the Obama inauguration to the Trump inauguration in a matter of minutes because Rihanna's power over her audience and her brand and her fans and the community is so strong that you're not gonna fuck with it. It's unfuckwithable. So I just felt like him, like he played himself. Like, I don't know if it was like a genuine technical error or whatever, but you're not a newbie to the industry in any shape or fashion. So how you manage your shows, how your professionalism manages out. Like, you know, you just gotta, 
you knew what you needed to be doing and no one should come and have should have to come tell you this you know what i mean so i'm just proud of rihanna that her reputation and her brand is so strong that it speaks volumes when she doesn't have a microphone in her hand like that's some that's a bad bitch like as that's bought that is like serial boss pussy like that's mogul pussy so i just yes like that that is mogul bay she is just amazing and i love how rihanna had literally everybody in her show i mean you already touched on slick woodsy and pregnant but she also had like thick girls in the show skinny girls she had black white like like she had everybody there and i love rihanna because she is always about inclusion and i mean just going back to the body positivity um she had everyone there she represented all frames all different types and figures of bodies and that's what you need to see because that's what people want to see and that's the criticism on like fashion and magazines and marketing it's like you have these fake ass expectations but like they're like they're real ass people and the average size is like a size 12 or something kudos to you always because you always doing the shit and we appreciate it like but y'all in real life rihanna has always been this way so i met rihanna rihanna and i shared a live experience with one another that was both spiritual and um it was, it was some amazing energy shared for a strong 90 seconds. And I just, it's, that's literally at the top of my list of the best days of my life. So flashbacks to 2014, where she's selling, of her, selling her perfume. This was back when she only had like perfume. Like that just shows you in four years what she's been able to do. Is if in 2014, she was just selling perfume. But I digress. She does this perfume event where she comes to Atlanta and the first 300 people to purchase it get to meet her. So shit, I shut the salon down. It was no way I was gonna be able to focus on doing somebody else's hair when I knew I was gonna be hanging out with Rihanna later that day, like priorities. So I go home, like I get my life together and I shoot down to Macy's and the lady like stops me at the door and she's like, well, you know, are you here for the event? And I'm looking around her like, where is she at? Like, I ain't come here to talk to you. And she's like, well, you have to purchase the, you have to purchase the perfume set in order to get it. And I was like, here's my debit card. Do what they pay you to do, run it. I don't know what I purchased. I don't know how much I paid for. Those things were irrelevant. So I, I purchased my doodads and we go to meet Rihanna. And it's way more than 300 people there. Like, it's, <laughs> at this point, it was like some hours out. It was literally like 3,000 people just waiting. And I, I had made it into the top 300 to meet her. So I was like, oh yeah, it's about to be the best day of my life. And so when she came out, the way the crowd drifted towards her and the way her energy protected everybody in the crowd, even like the little people, it, it felt like a stampede, but we were like covered. You know what I mean? So like there were people trying to trample me and I was covered, I was protected. I was unscathed. There were no shoe prints on my body. So what I loved about her is like, she literally had 300 people to take pictures with at one time. And she made every single one of the pictures super intimate, super unique. Like if she was posing with girls, it was more like girly and flirty and cute and bubbly. She was posed up with guys, stroking up their ego. Like, I mean, every person she posed up with, like the whole crowd about burst into tears when a Muslim family came up. Because, you know, of course, Rihanna is always showing some kind of skin. But the way she dug down behind the rest of the family to take a picture, it showed, it showed such a, a gracious cold switch where it was like, yeah, I can be your down home girl, but I'm culturally aware enough to know that I got to react differently and treat these people. You know, I have to show a different type of respect to them because of their culture. And I mean, and she did it gracefully. And then she cold switched back to homegirl. And then when she got to me, I was just so charged up with just like energy. I, I was so fucking starstruck. <laughs> like I wish, I was so starstruck that I wish somebody had like given me like the little kid leashes that cross, a, that cross over your chest so that people could pull you and yank you back when you start running. <laughs> 
<laughs> I needed one of those. Like I needed, I needed cue cards of like, hi, my name is Alexis and I am a hairstylist and, and I own a hair salon. Like I needed some type of guidance or direction because me and my busy brain just said, fuck it. Like, and then let me tell you about this bitch. Like she's so... She's so fucking awesome. I feel like she personally reaches into people's souls to compliment them. It's like, let me not just find some basic compliment. I'm going to find a compliment that you deserved at the age of four. You know what I mean? So she looks at me and she says, oh my God, your hair is so dope. And I bullshit you not. That's exactly how I said it. She said, oh my God, your hair is so dope. And girl, Sydney, have you ever played with the Mr. Potato Head and then dropped it and watched all of the pieces fly off of it. Like the arms go one way and the lips go one way. Like all the pieces come off the potato head. I felt like a decomposed Mr. Potato Head, like a deconstructed Mr. Potato Head. Like I felt like had it not been for my skin that all my little limbs would have just go, just popped off of my body and just fell on the floor. And the only words that I could, pro bitch, I read, I read all of the Harry Potter series in one week. And the only thing I could come up to say to Rihanna was, oh my God, I fucking love you so much. I never want to let go. And I started squealing. Like, <laughs> I squealed. <laughs> I squealed. I squealed when I met Rihanna, bruh. I felt like a 13-year-old boy going through per through puberty. Like, meanwhile, I totally fucked up the photo op. Like, I did. I looked, it was one of the ugliest pictures I have ever been in, let alone the most important pictures that I've ever been in. <laughs> it was awful, but I loved it. And you know what? Rihanna felt it. She hugged me, um, and I think we became friends. And... When she came back to Atlanta and me and Sammy Miami saw her in concert um, and she smelled us smoking a blunt, she said hi. I promise it is my dying wish to be her friend. The overwhelming response. Yes, the punch cards are coming. We do have microaggression punch cards for you. And for every three microaggressions, you are entitled to a free kids oh. cone at Cold Stone. <laughs> at Chick-fil-A, they'll honor it. Girl, Chick-fil-A will not oh. honor it. Chick-fil-A Chick do not get it full. Chick-fil-A works for white jesus not black jesus. oh wait hold on you're right it is white jesus please uh, and it's dry christian music i take that back sydney did not send you <laughs> fake news fake news fake news exactly well speaking of other people who are in the news um awesome cardi b i mean she you know consistent as fuck her work speaks for herself itself and she was nominated 90 times nine zero times did she win everything she got nominated for everything did she get nominated for best country album like oh <laughs> you know what beyonce should have been nominated for best country album but that's a racist moment we'll talk about at another time i know i'd be like Sometimes I'll be turning into the cable guy and I overabsorb what it is that I'm watching and I be I become the characters. So I kept like telling people like, no, bitch, you are a god. You are a black woman. Like that equals God. Like, duh, watch Lemonade. She's giving you all the cheat codes. Like she's telling you everything you need to know. Like tap in, bitch, tap in. And then one day I was like doing hair because I'm a traveling hairstylist. So I'm always somewhere doing hair. And I was like, come on, let's watch Lemonade again because I want to... <laughs> I need some God shit real quick. And I reached in my work bag and grabbed a razor and split my hand all the way open. It was like, it was like the real God was like, well, if you're a God, why are you still bleeding like this? And I was like, well, um, I was still in transition. I'm trans Goddard and, you know, I'm trans divine and I'll be, you know, completing my transition shortly. But for now, I bleed. And I stopped calling myself a guy after that. 
And you know what? I mean, well, first of all, you just would have been a demigod, which means you're you're still a god. You're just, you know, you're above Earth, but you're not all the way with, um, you know, Zeus and Hercules quite yet. But you are on the way. You're closer yeah. than me, you know? Um, but also, I feel like men didn't like Lemonade because, but they should have. Like, they should have liked Lemonade because it was about forgiving their cheating Listen, ass. So, like. Let me tell you what. Let me just be very clear with you. If you're not the intended target audience for whatever it is that's going on, I don't give a fuck if you like it. That was not an album for Beyonce's nigga fans. Like that wasn't for you. That wasn't drunken love. You know, let me, let me, let me, you know, make a, a R&B pop album about my monogamous relationship. That wasn't what the fuck that was. Their, a part of their marketing strategy was to have two relationship albums, two breakup albums, and one makeup album. She was at breakup album stage. So let her do what she needed to do. Let her exercise her feminine demons and heal herself so that she can keep in this billion dollar relationship. Because let me tell you, when a bitch is married to a billionaire, she learns how to deal with the, the difficulties of marriage. What, I, what a bitch ain't gonna do is learn how to deal with a marriage from a nigga that can't contribute in any way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? Like, I can be a baby mama to a billionaire. I can't be no baby mama to a broken air. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. Ain't that much love. Like, mm -mm, I can't do it. We could be friends. <laughs> There's still hope. There's still hope for friendship. But it's like, Beyonce was getting her. Let me, let me figure out why I'm mad at this nigga and let him understand that, yes, I will make a whole album about your ass if you try me again. And we're gonna get this money, all right? And that's what she did. And I listen, it was it's my favorite, my favorite piece from her. So girl, it's so funny because I'm on Twitter and I follow some of the beehive and they are still forgiving Jay. Like they're mad as fuck. Like I thought it took I thought I was being like irrational. Or whatever because you know i was i felt some type of way especially when jay-z admitted to being the cause of beyonce's miscarriages after she's trying to have this unfaithful niggas baby like he admitted it and then you know sorry ass niggas praised jay-z because he grew up at 50 like whatever like i felt some type of way but um it was so funny to realize that everyone else felt the same type of way i did but like times a thousand like if you go okay listen the beehive is real uh like a few years ago Kid Rock said something slick about Beyonce. Maybe 2014, 2015. If you go to that man's Instagram, you will see the B emoji today in 2018. That's how hard the beehive rocks. I mean, they they will post pictures of Beyonce and her family and just like blur out Jay-Z. <laughs> and I thought it was me, so I feel comforted. <laughs> Cause you know what? Every nigga, every dumb dude, every dumb guy compares their girl to Beyonce. You know what I mean? When Beyonce come on the screen, they act like they don't see no other woman in the room and it's not in the third. And it's like, nigga, you actually had Beyonce. Ain't too many right. niggas can say they had Beyonce. It's women that want to be Beyonce. It's women that's willing to die to get next to Beyonce. It's men that will want to, that will pay top dollar to be with and to be Beyonce. And you fucking some, it ain't, it ain't no, like the only person other than Beyonce you could fuck is like Oprah. And she ain't giving it up. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, yeah, that is a point. <laughs> like, like the next level up is like Oprah and then like like if, if God is a woman like that's, that's after that like nigga you don't fuck that up I, like nobody is about to sit here and twiddle their thumbs while you patiently wait to get some emotional maturity about yourself at the tender age of 59 like do do what you gotta do like if you know you fucking up in your relationship manage that shit before the money becomes too big to split because let me tell you i will be a miserable billionaire i will be mm -hmm. you gonna take your ass onto that west corridor and leave me the fuck alone with my hot 500 million or however much money I got in my cash, in my in my bank account, in my purse at the time, and you and I'ma stay in this East Corridor, and you gonna leave me the fuck alone. I will be miserable and rich. What I will not be, what I will not be, is miserable and poor. The two that that's destructive. Like how can you be, how can you be both? You know what I mean? So it's like 
But that just lets you know, like, no amount, no amount of money can change, like, upbringing and, like, breaking generational curses and healing emotional wounds and developing into yourself in a way that's not destructive to others. You know what I mean? That takes that takes time. You know what I mean? And it's like, for different people, they develop it at different stages, but it's like... For my dudes that are not Jay-Z, which is pretty much everyone else, you're not going to get an Emmy-nominated like movie, album, concert tour to understand how I feel. I'm just going to dump you. And I'm, you know, I'm going to take whatever money you had left and just, you know. I do not have the emotional maturity <laughs> to go or the emotional um shit, foundation or preparedness or security to go on tour with you to think people gonna buy it I, we not ba we not b and j like <laughs> and with that would be like self-care because if you feel like some shit is not working for you what the fuck do you do with it lexi you set it on fire wait what Yes. I mean, cut it off. I mean, yeah, you could just cut it off. I would not recommend setting a person on fire. That is not what we are saying today. I feel like this is a Lorena Bobbitt multiple choice question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not multiple choice. Okay. It will not be attached to the punch card that was mailed that will be mailed out <laughs> after the next um, monthly black people's meeting. You should get it right. in the mail. Right. I want to talk. I'm going to be weird for a second. So, Sydney, you going to fuck with me? You think the, the followers going to fuck with us real quick on this? Yes, bitch. So, it's like, you get multiple voices. You know how people always say you're your worst critic and things like that, right? They're always talking about the voice that you hear in your head, your thoughts, your mental conversations, your mental narration, right? But we have to look at it the same way we look at, like, the internet, like bandwidths, like highways of information that are so well developed that they operate on their own or really weak mindsets that meet constant, like constant, like building. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So what I mean about that is whatever bandwidth you're listening to, if it's an egotistical bandwidth, it means that you're always feeding that ego you're always feeding that who am I who who I think I am and who they think I am and you know what I mean this kind of puffed up sense of personality right and a lot of times when people are in that space that egotistical space that me before everybody else space is because they're really feeding themselves negativity so they're trying to find and force their way into the center of attention in a place where they don't fit no more does that am I am I being too weird? So it's like you're being too egotistical mentally, and that's to look over the negativity that you also think about yourself. And so you you force that presumptuously onto other people. And that's fucked up. Like for instance, Nicki Minaj is giving me trash ego talk right now. Like oh. well, I already brought her up. But like this whole situation between like Nikki, Cardi, just black women and rap, women and rap, because I don't think Iggy Azalea counts anymore. But um, it's like, Nikki, what are you telling yourself? You know what I mean? Because it's like, you just, you're so out of pocket with, um, with the stuff that you're doing and how you're carrying yourself and how you like are just managing this. Like Queen Radio. After the whole Nikki Cardi fight with Echo and my my heart of hearts think it's trash Ola. Like that whole Queen's like radio podcast, I couldn't even listen to it. It was too negative. I don't have space to let another bitch negativity make space in my life. You know what I mean? Like Right. Between arguing with Sally Mae every third Monday, like I really have no space for another <laughs> negativity. You know what I mean? It's like how out of pocket are you to speak on somebody growing into becoming a mother when that ain't even the role that you play? Like, you have no credibility in this area. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like what I was saying about Serena, and I say this to, to Cardi. 
You don't have to argue with fools because from a distance, no one knows the difference. And in this situation, it's like Cardi making a fool of herself because she allowing somebody's and their ego to permeate her experience. She was at Harper's Bazaar, like New York Fashion Week. Two years ago, you didn't have these opportunities. Three years ago, you didn't have these opportunities. That's perspective. Prosperity is being grateful that even after canceling tours and concert dates and, you know, being having to step out of the limelight to nurse your, your brand new beautiful baby, now you got to defend bitches that ain't even seen your child. Right. What the f- Why do I have to defend you and you don't know what my child looks like? But it's like, that's what I mean about letting your credibility speak for yourself. And it's like, you could tell Nikki don't even believe in her own credibility because she should have let that build her own next album. You know what I mean? Nikki's still acting like she a mixtape artist trying to get a, a feature from a hot nigga or something like that. Like she's still trying to get a Lil Wayne feature. Right. Like, let that shit go. It's manage your, check yourself. Everybody shouldn't always have to tell you to leave or to shut up. You know what I mean? And I feel like, like where she at, how she managing herself right now, I'm just not feeling it. And I'm sure she's feeling herself. I hope you are. I hope. You are at least one of the negative people in this world that feel yourself right now. Because I know you can. While you ordering interventions for other bitches, you need to make sure yours are already scheduled. You know what I mean? To resuscitate that trash-ass queen album. Like, we still haven't nursed that back to health. You know what I mean? The best she could do to boost that album was to add a sexual predator. The collaboration she did with Takashi, I don't even know what his name is. Takashi 6769 bullshit. To add him and they little whack ass collab to her album to boost sales. So while she was mad at Tra- at Travis Scott, while she was mad at Safari, while she was mad at everybody else, while she was mad at the rocks, the sun, the earth, the moon, all of that. Travis Scott was- baby. Girl, Travis Scott baby, you ain't seen none of these people's kids. Like, right. this is what I need Nicki Minaj to do. Nicki Minaj is cuffing season, right? Nicki Minaj needs to send Meek Mill a Hey Big Head text and just start the fuck over. You need a nigga that's going to make you feel good about yourself or make you look like a boss bitch again. Right. And Meek then turned in Meek the Luther King. So, (laughs) you know, his conflict resolution skills is on a million right now. So I feel like the two of them could sit down, have some wine. She could take her wig off. Maybe it's being snatched too tight. And she could just relax and just... You know, maybe the butt shots are getting to her veins. Maybe the silicone is leaking and it's giving her anxiety issues. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I feel like she just needs space to sit down and talk to somebody who cares about her that she can be vulnerable with and she don't have to be so visceral and negative towards. You know what I mean? And I feel like Meek Luther King would do that for her. Like, if Meek was able to go and get back popping with Drake and play ping pong with Drake after after suffering a snow mountains avalanche worth of L's from starting with Drake. If he was able to fix that, him and Nicki could work it out. I believe it. But you know what? I feel like... So, you know, when you level up, you don't want to go back to your ex and you sit there like shit. You know, like, like she out here, like, literally, literally clowning herself. And it's, it is sad to see that. I don't know that, like, she was abusive towards Safari. Like, you know, we are our past. You know, like, so it's very, it can be very soothing. Like, no one deserved domestic violence. Let no, me no, 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 no. I can see Safari being obnoxious enough to get pimp slapped. Like, I don't. <laughs> and, like, bro, shut up. Please don't sit down. And and I'm not not promoting it, but I'm just saying like I feel or you know trying to, um, I don't know like say it's not as serious, but I feel like you know shit shit stems from our childhood. I know um, that Nikki had like a crazy ass childhood. Like her dad, like like one of her parents was on drugs. I think her dad tried to burn down the house with like her her mother in it. Like shit should be traumatic, and you know in our childhoods. And so if you can like go see it, no, well. It's unfortunate. It's up to you. It's up to you to fix these things. And I feel like when you like, and I'm not saying she has any type of, you know, she could have totally fixed all the shit in therapy. Like what the fuck ever. But I'm just saying like to, I'm 
I'm just, I just see a correlation. You know what I'm saying? Cause like when toxic things happen to you and you don't like, and it's not because it's just because shit happens. Like something has happened to you, but it is up to you to treat it and go see it and go talk to someone or talk it out through your head, talk it out to a friend or whatever. It is up to you to get past that. Cause if not, you kind of hope you will hold it like forever and it will show up in other things. It'll show up everywhere. It'll show up when you least expect it because because let me tell you what, the enemy only uses old tricks. So if it was something that you like shame hidden, like you tried to hide, you didn't live through, you didn't acknowledge it, you didn't like try to heal through it or whatever, whether you knew you could or not, right? Because a lot of times we don't even be knowing that we have the power to grow through shit. Does that make sense? Like we get so conditioned to believe in that, yo, we supposed to be a victim. That is like, uh-uh, at any time I want, I can start to get over this shit. I don't have to let this define me as a person. So I ain't trying to like speak on no nobody's personal situation or whatever, just as much as I don't want her speaking with someone else's personal situation. You know what I mean? Bitch, keep your name out of people's mouth and go go do you. And don't be, don't do the subtweet and like, don't do the subtweet style, you know, shit where you ain't saying people's name, but you trying to build up credibility by smearing, smearing he who shall not be named. Like, Cardi B Baltimore. Like, let her be herself and grow into her life and make, live her humps. You got, when you went through your situations, I'm talking about Nikki, when she went through her situation, she had to deal with whatever it is that she needed to deal with. And she made the decisions that she needed to make for her to get ahead and for her to keep living. You gotta allow other people that. You don't get to speak on that. That's not your place. Especially if you know your intentions for it ain't good. And right now, Nikki's intentions are is to get as much attention as possible. You know what I mean? So it's like, Cardi, don't don't end up with knots on your face for a bitch. You ain't even got a number one album. That's all I'm saying. Right. And it's just right. It's like like Cardi is on, Cardi is up. Like she she is doing amazing things, and she doesn't need to let anyone. Like N Nikki is ten years, a whole fucking decade older. So I mean, everyone should already know that age does not dictate how you know your maturity level. But damn, it's just like, and and it's so. I feel like Nikki is always crying about like, oh, I can't defend myself and da 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 da. da. But like, what what happened in real life was somebody in Nikki's team, like one of the Barb's, subtweeted Cardi B. Um, because Cardi B welcomed Kodak Black back home. And, he, and I don't even remember what Kodak Black went back for. It was some reckless young nigga shit. Like, like he like kicked somebody or something. My thing is how you end up in, how do you let your invitation to Harper's Bazaar Fashion Week in New York Fashion Week be overshadowed by a tweet from a bitch you don't even know? Hell no, I'm not falling for that. That's a dumbass excuse. No, mm -mm. you gotta get your emotional your emotional maturity up for that. That's that's a mess right there. Definitely. Right, and I just feel like it was just so blowing of Nicki Minaj to try to say that Cardi is going through postpartum and like bitch she could be but like did you think that was okay to say like I mean because you know no one has mentioned all the shit that you're going through like no one is no one is really is really saying it like like Cardi's not doing that you know so it's like and and it's probably and she Nikki also said that Cardi is just mad because you know she got a cheating ass husband which is probably true uh I think Nikki you're speaking on right. shit you don't have out of line you don't have any, you can't speak on postpartum depression after having a baby because you do not have one you cannot speak on a cheating ass husband or a cheating ass boyfriend or even a cheating ass side nigga at this point because you don't have them all you can talk about is like a cheating ass ass shot doctor like i mean that's that's it right now like you can't you know what i mean like who gives a fuck my thing is this if as kanye west my favorite person in the whole wide world would say I don't take advice from people less successful for, than me. Ain't no way somebody that don't have the shit that I have could tell me how to manage True. the shit that I do have. You can't trust a skinny cook. You don't take a you don't take clothes from a naked man. Like it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? So it's like, Cardi, don't get flustered and lose your prosperity 
listening to the internet. Like, grow up. And I be worried, because when I see like two or three <clears throat> celebrity people <clears throat> all in one time, I get real nervous, because I just feel like it's gonna be a fight anyway. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, help break the stereotype. We already making so many amazing strides in television and media and this, that, and the third. Like, Cardi, you shattering records and shit like that. I'd be like, listen, let my records speak for you. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'll have my records come and handle this press conference. Um, I'm going to step back. You know what I mean? Like, you don't do that. That's not necessary. I, I will always stand over it. You don't argue with fools because nobody knows the difference from a distance. So it's like, Cardi got to just... Cardi had to really grow into who she is right now. You are a mother, you're a celebrity, you are a talented artist that's getting the, the recognition that you feel is due. You ain't gotta worry about no bitch hindering your checks. You know what I mean? And if anybody that ride for somebody else hard enough that they'll stop your checks, don't fuck with them either. They make the only checks out there. But it's like maintain your prosperity and your peace and limit your access to stupidity. That's all I'm saying. Limit your access. And if y'all had bodyguards where y'all couldn't even really fight anyway, then you shouldn't have had the bodyguards help you rip your dress open and help you take your shoe off so you could throw it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it was such a stupid situation. It really was. I'm I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in both of them. Because it's like, one, you too old. And the other one, you got too much to lose right now. So it's like, get y'all shit together. Now, here we are um, segueing into our Tomcats versus Tom Kittens. The kittens have written up a decorum of code of ethics. This code of ethics applies to appointments that are made um, to not someone necessarily you are seriously dating, but um, someone who you are, you know, seeing infrequently, you know, um, a dick appointment. So let's be clear, this is different than Netflix and chill, which is what creates a dick appointment. Does that make sense? So like Netflix and chill is this whole, we gonna watch TV and then it's gonna end up being something else, obviously. But the dick appointment is no, I know why I'm showing up, probably don't eat the movie. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's definitely a way to handle this so that you don't fuck it up. And it could be a consistent um, reoccurring appointment. Yeah, you're defrosting, you know, like it's something very casual as like, so like you wake up or, you know, oh, such a nice day, da 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 oh, I've decided that I want to engage in sex this evening. <laughs> Dope. Let me hit up, you know, let me hit up my, um, my preference. Like, it's one of those type deals. Like, maybe I can get a facial. Maybe I can get a disappointment today. Hmm. Let me let me just set an appointment and see where it goes. But it's very clear. Number one, like no contact should be made in between these these appointments. You know what I'm saying? So like, if I wake up on Tuesday and I hit you up Tuesday afternoon, like I'm not hitting you up before that the weekend because it is infrequently. You know. And my thing is, I don't want you interrupting me from finding another nigga. You have to be clear on no contact in between. I think that's a good a good code to follow. Right. I feel like that's safe. You know, it's not it's not misleading. Um, I think that's cool. So number two list um, on, our, on our list that the kittens would like to propose um, is no emotions. We did say that this was infrequent. Um, so why would emotions stir up? I mean, I could. Mm, I mean, I could just see just as human beings how something like that could happen. But if there's no basis, like if we're not, because, you know, there's not like there's no movie, there's no talk. Like if there's necessarily no talking going on in these appointments, I feel like it's fair to kind of rule that out. Yes. Where are these emotions coming from? And my thing is this, if all of a sudden during a dick appointment, you're emotional, why didn't you get to know the person that you were dick appointing with? You know what I mean? Like. Before a girl reduces you to a dick appointment, she put a little bit of effort into trying to see where you would go. And you hurt. Somehow y'all just was like, eh, either schedules or our personality clashes or he got too many kids or, you know, 
risky, non-committal, or whatever the case may be. If you was worried about all of these emotions and stuff, you would have managed it before the sex was had. And since we're beyond that point and you're just in appointment status, a two to three hour window, maybe once a month or so, then keep your emotions to yourself. You know what I mean? That makes it easier for you to go and find someone else too. You know what I mean? So it's like, you definitely have to be honest about that and compartmentalize that part of the the situation. Right, because, okay, if I'm really only coming over to, to, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, we're not dating. I feel like that should be underlined. The kittens want to underline it. I was just told. Um, they just passed me this paper. They want it underlined. Um, that you're no, I don't know. They said they want to underline and an all caps. Okay. <laughs> okay, whoa, stop it. Bad kitty. <laughs> oh, no, kitty. We heard you. We got it. We got it covered, okay. Um <laughs> So Sid, how you think about this? No sleeping over without sex. Ooh and no cuddling after having sex. What do you think about that? I mean, I feel like, I feel like, again, as humans, like whatever, as, as humans are and behavior is, you would want to cuddle with someone because you were just very intimate with them. However, I feel like that that's just projecting this lie, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't feel like cuddling, I understand what the kittens are saying. Cuddling, cuddling should not happen because it's, the basis is we're not dating you know what i'm saying that's just the bottom line so like all these other cute things that come with that it's cool to rule this cuddling thing out um and that's how situationships get started you took the words out of my mouth when you start getting really blurry and start doing relationship stuff with your dick appointment nobody knows what's really going on and that when it get that's when it gets messy you know what i mean so it's like keep the lines clear Keep the line of communication short and direct and um, keep it moving. Wrap your stuff up so you can go home. Right. Which, the classic phrase, if you would like for someone to leave and you're not sure how to introduce the conversation is, so what you about to do? <laughs> and if you want to be even more firm, then you'll say, so what you about to do when you leave from here right now? They may have had plans to sleep over, but when you assume that like, no, I thought you were leaving, it makes things awkward and it encourages the person to leave. I mean, being honest is self-love. Like you don't want to be like this lot, like you don't want to, like if you, if you project a lie, you think it's lie, you know what I'm saying? So be honest with yourself, you know? So um, number four, no public acknowledgement. Again, we're not dating, this is not dating. Um, and all these other things that come in, they only create situationships. To go back to like number three. Um, so your bros don't need to know shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I know her, man. I'm gonna show you this girl off Instagram. One thing, ladies, don't let your situationship FaceTime you. Why he in the barbershop? That boo girl is a trap. That means he trying to get everybody that's in the vicinity, whether they you can see them on the camera, they can see you on the phone, right? Always put your finger over the camera and answer the FaceTime if he tell you he's going to get his hair cut. That's how you remain anonymous. So just in case you know people at the barbershop, that could be like, well, yeah, that's the same name, but I don't know if that's her because I ain't never seen her. Mm -hmm. but, we, but we're cat ladies, so we're one step ahead. Always. The kittens propose a uh, coded ethics uh, number five monthly subscription to be renewed at her discretion, which should go along to say that it, it is up to her to continue the monthly subscription or cancel it. You never know. She could come up on some sit listen. If any of us are anything like Sierra, you can leave a nigga and level all the way up. Like it is like. Your next move could be your best move. So definitely keep your options open. So only hold on to your dick appointment if it's absolutely necessary. You know what I mean? Because after a while, it may become emotionally toiling. It may be too confusing for your own good, blah, 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 blah. So take it as a week by week, month by month subscription. If you like him only in the fall time, but you're not feeling him in the winter time, 
cut them off. And then you decide, hey, I like you in the springtime, hit them up. Do what you gotta do because it's an appointment. It's not a, it's not a solid position. It's no commitment. It's no, this could be leading anywhere. No, this is just what we do when it's convenient and we're available, you know? So I definitely agree on that. My advice is to always get a useful dick appointment. Don't, and that way if you wanna see him afterwards or you know, you wanna have a reason to interact with him outside of that appointment, he's useful for something. Get you a, a carpenter bag, like a, 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 a auto mechanic. Get you a shoe plug. Get you a nigga that get, that get food stamps. Um, somebody that got the club hookup. Um, somebody doing resumes. Um, buddy pass, you hear me? that got the connect, that got the plug. These are the things that make for suitable dick appointments so that they have more use. You know what I mean? If the only thing he got is a standard, if the only thing he got is a standard issue dick, send him back to his mama. Okay, that's the only place them appointments is gonna be some value. But don't, don't, don't get yourself into a messy dick appointment, okay? But you know, think it through. Honor these ethics so that you don't make things messy for yourself. And choose wisely, sis. Like, cuffing season is just as much your season to make decisions as it is your decision to be chose. You know what I mean? And you can unchoose yourself if the dick appointment wasn't worth the appointment. You could be like, no, I'm canceling this right now. You can cancel it before you leave. <laughs> True. And also, like, I feel like the first dick appointment um, is just to see, like, you know, where, like, where the fuck you at? Like, could like does this have potential like or not and honestly after that first time you know and that and that's I'm not just basing off of sex of just like personality wise before sex after sex you know you either turned on or you, you turn on or you turned off you know and you know when you know then and there if you want to pursue them you know so like you and once you I feel like make that decision you know if you feel like you're wasting your time because like you said it if it's just dick and you're just going over there to see them, just to just to see the tomcat. Um, That's gonna get boring really quickly. We want to thank you guys again for fucking with us, for hanging out with us, for bullshitting with us. We really appreciate it. We need you absolutely to subscribe to our Catnips podcast on every platform. We need you to jump on social media, share it with your friends, tell us what you think, talk shit with us. We love talking shit. We need you. We need to hear what you got to say. And like all our pictures and such. And we'll, we'll follow back. We're good people.